Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the law of attraction. Can Catholics use the law of attraction? And what are the problems with the law of attraction? And if you haven't heard yet, we have a whole book out on the New Age movement. It is the most up-to-date, complete, and authoritative book of modern day. Since Father Mitch Pacwa's book back in 1992 and Johnette Bankovic's back in 1993, this is one of the only books on the New Age movement and counterfeit spirituality that is available. And in fact, we talk about Reiki, yoga, centering prayer, astrology, karma, reincarnation, labyrinths, zen, mindfulness, acupuncture. I mean, you name it, and we talk about it in this book. This is literally, and I can't stress this enough, that this is literally the ultimate discernment guide for all things Christian, for all spiritualities. And anybody who reads this book will know more than 95% of other people in this country on this topic. So I highly recommend our book, Counterfeit Spirituality, Exposing the False Gods, and you can find it on our Sunday Visitor's website or on Amazon or on Barnes & Noble. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about one of these subjects, which is the Law of Attraction, which is extremely popular. I mean, you'll find the Law of Attraction in really popular books like The Secret or A Course in Miracles or Conversations of God, Neil Donald Walsh. Many of the best-selling books over the last 10 years have promoted the Law of Attraction. And even many of the self-help gurus today like Marianne Williamson, Ken Wilber, Bob Proctor, Michael Beckwith, Wayne Dyer, and many, 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 many others all teach the law of attraction or some form of the law of attraction. So what is the law of attraction? In order to answer this, we need to back up a little bit and just say that the law of attraction comes from a New Age slash Hindu Buddhist worldview where everything is one. This is known as monism. And and I'm not talking like one in theory. I'm talking like actually one. Like there's no difference between me and the microphone that I'm speaking into. We are one and the same thing. Literally, there's no difference between a dog and a cat, the sky and the ground, a car and a tree. To our eyes, it looks like there's a distinction between these things, but in reality, there is no distinction between these things. It comes from the belief of Atman as Brahman and Brahman as Atman, which is a Hindu concept which says God is everything or God is my soul and my soul is God. God is everything and everything is God. So they believe that everything comes from God. And everything is God, which is known as pantheism. And we're going to see how the Law of Attraction books, like The Secret and A Course of Miracles, believe it or not, teach this exact same thing. And in fact, The the Secret, which is one of the most popular books on the subject, says that we are God in a human body and that we are all powerful. But we'll come back to that in a second. The point is they believe that everything is one and divine. And since we are divine and part of God, that means that 
that our thoughts are all-powerful. Our thoughts will obey us because we are God, which means we have to think in a positive way. If we think positively, we will attract positive things to ourselves. Things like money, things like riches, like good jobs, healthy relationships, true love, uh, wonderful things that you want in life, you're going to attract all of these things to yourself. And conversely, since our minds are all-powerful and they're going to obey everything we think, Conversely, if you think negatively, you're also going to attract negative things to you. You're going to attract things like debt, car accidents, natural disasters. Uh, You'll attract sexual abuse. You'll attract uh, bad relationships, bad jobs, bad people. Pretty much everything that could happen to you bad in life is going to be attracted to you. And if you're wondering why you have all this stress uh, and sickness and debt and all of these bad things, it's because you're thinking too negatively. And by thinking positively and turning that around, you can turn your whole life around as well. So in short, the law of attraction states that human beings attract everything to themselves, good or bad, simply by how they think. And this happens through positive or negative vibrations, so they say emanating from our minds into the universe. Now listen to what the book The Secret says. It says, quote, everything that comes into your life, you are attracting to yourself. And it's attracted to you by virtue of the images that you're holding in your mind. The law of attraction states that like attracts like. And so as you think a thought, you are attracting that thought to you, unquote. Of course, this principle does contain, and we have to admit at the outset here, that, you know what, there is some truth to this. There is truth that if you think positively, you're much more likely to get a job, at least a job interview or a job offer. Uh, If you think positively, you're much more likely to go ask somebody out on a date. You're much more likely to think that you're likable and that people are going to approach you, and better things are going to happen to you in life If you think positively, whereas conversely, if you think negatively all the time, you have low self-esteem, nobody likes me, I can't do anything, of course, you're going to have a hard time even applying for a job. You're going to have a hard time even asking someone out or getting someone to even want to go out with you because everything you're um, protruding, everything that's coming off of you is negative. It's sad. It's depressing. And so there is some truth to how we carry ourselves and it can correlate in some way to uh, our success in life. And But this is different than actual law of attraction where we are God and we make our own future by our own power and nobody will judge us except us and many things that are contrary in the law of attraction. See, these type of books and these type of motivational speakers all start with motivational type talks and um, inspirational speeches telling you that you can have anything you want as long as you believe in it, believe in it, believe in it. But then eventually it takes a turn and this is where the problem happens for the law of attraction. For example, the law of attraction assumes that the human mind is divine, as we already said, and can create its own reality, which is a catchphrase that they use all the time. (laughs) At its core, though, the law of attraction reverses the Christian prayer, thy will be done, into my will be done. Have you ever thought about that? 
That's pretty much what we want. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want more money. I want more cars. I want more this. It's my will be done. Who cares what God thinks? And reality, wasn't this the first temptation of the devil? I mean, he promised Adam and Eve that they could be like God if they just ate from the fruit. And in the same way, the law of attraction promises us that we can be gods and creators of all things and the judge of our own life. Listen to again to what the secret has to say on this. And again, this is one of the most popular books on the subject. It has been a bestseller for many, many years. And it says this, quote, You are God in a physical body. You are spirit in the flesh. You are eternal life expressing itself as you. You are all power. You are all wisdom. You are all intelligence. You are perfection. You won't notice this because I'm speaking to you, but if you get the book, you'll notice that the letter Y in the words you that they say over and over again, you are intelligence, you are perfection, are all capitalized to symbolize that you are God. And the word S, as in like yourself, is also capitalized to show your divinity. Listen to what else the secret says. This is very interesting. It says, like Aladdin's genie, the law of attraction grants you your every command. We are the creators, not only of our own personal destinies, but ultimately, we are the creators of ultimate destiny. We are the creators of the universe, and no God is going to stand in judgment of your life. Now, of course, these are very problematic teachings, very problematic quotes, because they're saying that we are God, and we are the judge, we are the creators, and we're usurping God's place, which is exactly the temptation of what the devil did to Adam and Eve in the garden. It is no different. It's the same it's the same. We are God's, and it's a false temptation to make us more than we are. So they take a core truth that thinking positively is a good thing, and then they take that to a point where it becomes very problematic. Another way this becomes very problematic, too, is that in thinking positively only, negative thoughts corrupt you. Negative thoughts latch on to you. Uh, the secret says that disease is like uh, negativity held in your body. And so you really want to avoid negativity and negative thinking at all costs. And so if you listen to people like Sharon Lee Giganti and other former New Age practitioners who have gone through this and have lived it, they say that they have avoided people who think negatively. They avoided people in their families that had major problems and needed their help. And they were responsible for people dying, for people going to jail, all because they wouldn't give them the help they need in order to stay in their perpetually positive bubble and basically help themselves and not care about anyone else. This is one of the dangers of the New Age movement and of the law of attraction fully lived out to its final completion. Neil Donald Walsh, in his famous uh, book, Conversations with God, he says that too much of this negative thinking can create really big events, things like earthquakes, to take place, and it's all a consequence of too much negative thinking. Listen to what he says. He says, quote, events and occurrences uh, occur in time and space, which you produce out of choice. Some events you produce willfully, and some events you draw to you more or less unconsciously. Some events, like major natural disasters, are among those you toss into the category as, quote, written off to fate. 
Yet fate can even be an acronym for, quote, from all thoughts everywhere, unquote. In other words, the unconscious thoughts, negative unconscious thoughts of the planet. And if you read, uh, say, like The Jesus Path or other New Age books, it talks about how you can even attract sexual uh, harassment and sexual abuse to yourself. Now, this is dangerous, dangerous thinking because they say that it's the victim's problem. This happened because you were thinking negatively. If you had thought positively, that man would not have come upon you and done that negative thing to you. I mean, this is when you get this far into the law of attraction, it becomes demonic. And books, and I have these books at my house, they actually say this. They actually teach this and they become highly problematic. Now, what is the Christian response to this? I mean, what should Christians and Catholics think about this? Because Jesus healed people. Jesus helped people. Jesus forgave people. He raised people from the dead and he paid particular attention to who? Oh, the poor. And yes, he said to pay particular attention to the poor. And he told Christians to do the exact same thing. He instructed us specifically to pick up our cross and follow him. In other words, to suffer and follow in his path of the cross. Of course, unless you don't want to go to heaven, then don't. But Jesus said the path to heaven is going to have some suffering. And Jesus himself, I mean, think about Jesus for a second. Did he do something wrong? Did he think too negatively? He was crucified. He was beaten to a pulp more than most people have ever been beaten on this earth. He attracted many negative things to himself. Did he actually attract these things? Did he attract all the people who abused him, yelled at him, crucified him, beat him? Did he really attract these things, being one of the nicest, most genuine men on the face of the earth who helped people, who forgave people's sins, who thought positively and gave people all good things? How in the world can we say he attracted all of this negativity to himself? It makes zero sense. Furthermore, as Christians, we are subject to God. We aren't God, and we, uh, we don't create our own lives. Everything. I mean, John 15 says that you are the branches. I am the vine, and you can do nothing without me. So we can't even do the smallest little thing without God's help in our life. We can't even breathe without God's help in our life, and we are subject to him and his decisions and plans ultimately in our life. Sure, we can make our own decisions. Sure, we can blaze our own trail, but we ultimately have to submit to the will of God and keep him in the loop and stay close to him in our life. Everything in this life is in God's hands. He may well choose to lead us in a different direction than the one we had planned. I know a man who was uh, engaged to Miss Hawaii, and he wanted to have 12 kids with her, and they loved their life, and then God called them to the priesthood. I mean, that is God being in charge and us giving that up to God. Only God is God, and only he has infinite wisdom and knowledge to understand all things. The reality is that nobody can do anything without God. For Christians, sometimes we can't control our world or our situations or our destiny, but we can change the way we react to these things and help other people along the way. Jesus said, if you don't help the poor, you are not 
his disciples. If you don't help those brothers and sisters in need, you are not going to heaven. I mean, this is clear, and this is what the law of attraction leaves out. It's only good. You just attract good things to you and leave out the bad. This is a false gospel. It's like the health and wealth gospel. If you just believe in Jesus and you just pray more, he'll make you rich. And if you give me the pastor money, I'll make sure God blesses you and makes you rich as well. It's the same type of thing. Just believe and good things will happen. So what's the takeaway from this? We do believe that we can become stronger, uh, both mentally and spiritually, and it's important for our lives to think positively and to do this. And Honestly, it'll improve your relationship with God if you see God positively rather than negatively. However, this is a far cry than thinking that we are God. It's a far cry from thinking that we can do anything we want and that we actually attract things into our life from the universe. And the universe sends us all of these good things. No, it just does not work that way. We must work to be the light of the world. As followers of Jesus Christ, we must strive to be the antidote to the world's suffering through intentional love, mercy, and self-sacrifice. Christ himself taught us that serving others is the same as serving him. This is what we got to remember. The easy and comfortable path that seeks to avoid all pain and all suffering and just kind of be in bliss. Jesus said that was the road to hell. It's the wide path. And he says that in Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 10, conversely, he says you must pick up your cross and follow him. Only then will we receive the reward in heaven that he has made us. And only then will we see him face to face. Again, if you're interested in this book, I would highly recommend it. This is only one of the chapters in this book. And there are so many good topics that need to be discussed, really, that Catholics have questions about. I mean, Catholics read A Course in Miracles and all of these other things, and they can't pick out the errors, and that's highly problematic. So I highly recommend this book, and it's called Counterfeit Spirituality, Exposing the False Gods. And again, you can find it on uh, our Sunday Visitors website or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And we also have a YouTube channel where we pound away on a lot of these topics too. And we talk about yoga and Reiki and centering prayer and many other things because Catholics have questions. And to be honest, there's not a lot of people giving good, logical, rational answers out there on these topics. I find them very extreme many times and very emotional. So we here at Catholic Truth are trying to hit these topics to try to help you to have clarity, to know what the truth is, and to recognize the falsities when you come across them. So if you like this uh, show, please share it with others. Let's get the truth out there. And if you can help support our ministry, uh, please check out our Patreon page. I want to specifically thank our patrons for making this ministry and making this show and making our nonprofit uh, possible. Thank you to all who support us through your prayers and financially. And if you get things out of this show, please consider supporting us financially as well. Also, if you need a Catholic speaker, please check out our website, thecatholictruth.org. We give lots of retreats for adults and teens, keynotes, parish missions, conferences, and more. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We hope that God blesses you, and I hope that you stay close to him. 